the glory and the praise. Thank you for how far you've brought us into your word with precision, with accuracy and simplicity. We honor you today and we give a glory in Jesus' name. Amen. In the book of Isaiah chapter 40, Isaiah happened to be one of the profound major prophets. His clarity of hearing is outstanding. And he has got a way of presenting the scriptures. Isaiah is so powerful that, that he even prophesied. Praise the Lord. And I believe that the outstanding nature of us hearing is so profound. And I believe that God is about to render something in our life today that is so powerful. We give a glory. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. give you glory in Jesus name <laughs> father we declare that we love you Isaiah is presenting a story and he's presenting something that is so prophetic in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28 to 31. I said, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak even the youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall but those who hope in the lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagle they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not faint I like the King James Version of the 31 of the same chapter. The Bible said, he said, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
Look at the face of your neighbor and say, wait upon the Lord. Come on, tell your neighbor, wait upon the Lord. I am ministry on the subject of entitled, wait upon the Lord. Is a part one which I'll be focusing on the time factor. Any believer who wants to walk in the face of the earth and impact your generation and walk with God, you must have delight in waiting upon God. Isaiah welcomes us to, dis- to see ourselves as dependent creatures designed to rely upon something unseen. He's talking about relying on a God we cannot see with our eyes, but he has released his word unto us. Something greater than ourselves, that which is unseen, is greater than ourselves. It is not a weakness of the ego that he is so dependent upon the power of the eye. Rather, his dependence is his greatest strength. Now, God wants us to rely on him. God wants us to depend upon him. Our reliance upon him is that which facilitates and empowers our waiting. He's saying that we are waiting upon somebody who is not related to sensually. We relate to him not by virtue of the fact that we can hold on him and say don't move anywhere. But we can hold on him by true unseen means. I like it when the Bible talked to say the Samuel was talking, Psalm 40 verse 1 to 3. Uh, in a approach that the psalmist was presenting the gospel, uh, the, the, the scripture carefully, and he wanted to tell us, David, in his writing, wanted to tell us, as we know how dear David was to God, and the Bible said that he's a man after my own heart. It was declared by God. But yes, term, anybody who the Lord loves must master patiently waiting. Praise the Lord. It said in the book of Psalm 40, verse 1 to 3, it said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my voice. He brought me up also out of the Marek pit, out of the Marek lay, and set my feet upon the rock, and established my goings. And he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, be with me. There is something that belongs to you. you. You have to take it. Amen. Now, David is saying that the kind of waiting that we await on God, it is not the kind of waiting that is done in hastiness. It is a kind of waiting that paralyzes your power of doing something because you have decided to rely on God. I want you to understand that today there is something that belongs to somebody and I want you to reposition yourself, open your ears and hear the voice of God today and in your heart I want you to be praying whilst I am speaking and preaching. I want you to be saying God whatever I hear today grants me the grace to understand and to be able to enjoy the benefit of that which you have entrusted into the hands of your servant. The Bible says David 
Bible said, I waited, but in my waiting, I didn't wait in hastiness. I waited patiently. No, he waited patiently unto God because uh, the word patiently is an advert which, uh, which is very great for you to it, 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 it add on to. It, it justifies a verb. And he's saying that I am waiting. That is a verb. And he's saying that uh, I want you to understand that there is a descriptive. There is a, there is a behavior that went on with my waiting. The word to wait it means that in a way that shows tolerance of delay problem or suffering without becoming annoying or anxious now what God wants you to understand is that I want you to wait upon me but I don't want you to wait upon me in anxiousness I don't want you to wait upon me with annoyance because in waiting upon God it goes with the tolerance of delays and problems and suffering without moving an inch because you know who you have believed hallelujah hallelujah Ah, come on, come on. I said hallelujah. Uh, one of the things, when, when somebody, let me say this before I, I keep on. In, when somebody hears the voice of God, let me say this. The slightest thing, he can be preaching. I was preparing this morning and my son did something and I had to get up and go back and attend to him. By the time I sat back on the seat, everything I was going to write went away. Let the mic be there. Don't move it again. It's all right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Now, God wants you to understand you. There is some, since the start of the service, if you are very sensitive, you are no, you know and realize that there were distractions. But you have to know. I know what God wants to give to you today. Praise the Lord. Therefore, I want you to say that no amount of distraction will take my place. I didn't hear amen. Now, God wants you to understand that he's bringing you to a point. He's saying that I want you to wait upon me because everything that he has promised you goes with waiting. Be with me, somebody. There is nothing that God does without one waiting upon him. Therefore, one, if you want to walk with God, you have to master the habit and the behavior of waiting upon God. If God told you, listen to me, precious one, I know God is the most powerful entity on this planet, in heaven and above. It said, at the mentioning of his name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. He said, is there anything too hard for our God? There is nothing too hard for him. The abundant and his supply. He's not limited. He's not bound by the concept of scarcity. He's got it in abundance. But he doesn't release things haphazardly and recklessly. He releases things to people who wait upon him. You're waiting upon him. It's a detector. It's an indication that you trust in what you are waiting for. A man called Paulo Coho, C-O-E-L-H-O. It said, and I quote, the two hardest tests on the spiritual road are the patience to wait for the right moment and the courage not to be disappointed with what we encounter. 
They are integral part. If you want to follow God, if you want to walk in the realm of the supernatural, if you want to walk with this God, when you became born again, you were born again into an atmosphere, into the habit of being patient with God and waiting upon him. Our patience in the Lord doesn't necessarily help God in doing what he said he would do in our life. But rather it helps us to receive what God said he will fulfill in our life. When you wait upon God, you are not waiting upon him like somebody who hasn't got what he said he would do. But rather you are helping yourself to position yourself to be a full beneficiary of what God has prophesied into your life. The certainty and the assurance we have in his word must compel us in waiting patiently. Praise the Lord. Now, therefore, if God has released, I I want you to understand, I'm speaking under the context that God has spoken a word concerning your life. And because he has spoken a word concerning your life, you are holding on that word. And the reason why you have decided not to move up and down is because you know what he said to you is certain that it shall come to pass. I like it when the book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3 is the King James Version said that for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Come on, shout time. But at the, listen to me, precious one. I want to, I didn't understand this before, but I want us to look at this carefully. It said for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak, not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not war, tarry. It will not war, tarry. In the NIV version it says, it says, for the revelation await an appointed time. I like that one. It said the revelation await what? an appointed time it speak of the end and will not prove false though it linger wait for it it will certainly come and will not delay praise god oh i can talk about this i want you to be with me somebody it said what god told you that came by revelation he's saying i should tell you that that revelation has been programmed within time and he's saying that that revelation that is programmed with the characteristics of time it one description of the revelation is that it has been programmed within time oh my god and because it has been programmed within time, he's saying that I want you to understand that that revelation it speaks of the end. Number one, the revelation is awaits an appointed time. Number one, and it speaks of the end and will not prove false. In other words, it means that there is certainty and assurance of the word that I've been spoken, the revelation. 
Oh, somebody be with me. There is something that belongs to you. And I know the devil has been fooling around with you. The devil has been messing around with your mind. The devil has been tossing you up and down. The, the devil has been making you feel like what God said will not come to pass. But I promise you after the end of this message, I believe that your understanding will compel you to wait upon God. Because his word, that revelation has been programmed with time. Oh, I was trying to open. I was doing some washing this morning, and I tried to. I tried to. I, have you ever tried it before? When you put your stuff into the washing machine, and it began. You you put it on 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 any of the any of the any of the type of washing you want, and it gives you the indication that this washing would take thirty minutes. It doesn't matter how strong you are when the process is going on and you try to open the door to take your staff, are you able to do so? You are not able because it has been programmed within time. At the end of the washing, when you try to open the door, it opens automatically. But the reason why it is not opening is because it has been tied with time. Praise God. Oh, the Bible said the revelation speak. That revelation is not speaking of your now. Otherwise, you say that it's a lie, but it speaks of the future. And the Bible said that because it has been programmed with time, I want you to understand that the time will come to pass. Praise the Lord. I want you to understand that the time that I've been programmed within what God has said to you, He's saying, I should tell you that when the time comes, it shall not delay. <laughs> you didn't hear what I said. When your time comes, He said, I should tell you, it will not delay. <laughs> Which means that when my time comes, it doesn't matter who is against me. It doesn't matter the system around me. It doesn't matter who is for me or who is against me. It doesn't matter what the situation is saying. My Bible said there was a man called Lazarus. My Bible said Lazarus was dead. And when Lazarus died, I, wonder, I feel like I want to explain it more, but Lazarus died when Lazarus died, everybody was crying. There was hopelessness. There was disappointment. And there was weeping. There was, there was, there was pain available. But my Bible said when Jesus was called upon, he tarried where he was because it was not yet time yet. When Jesus got there, the Bible said... The body of Lazarus has not only discomposited, has not only rotten, but the Bible said there was maggot. It has eaten some part. Maggot have eaten some part of him after three days. Uh, even the sisters of Lazarus described the body that the body will be stinking. But my Bible said when Jesus got there, he got there at the right time. It was 
was the time for Lazarus to be resurrected. My Bible said it doesn't matter what the maggot have eaten. The Bible said when he got there, which was the appointed time, which was the designated time, which was the prescribed time, my Bible said he called Lazarus for to come forth. And when Lazarus was told to come forth, nothing distorted Lazarus, nothing pushed away Lazarus, but the only thing Lazarus could do, but was for Lazarus to come forth. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible said, Lazarus came forth. I am about to speak to somebody under the sound of my voice. I don't know what I've been eating in your life. When Lazarus died, some people were mocking at Mary. Some people were saying, how can you be dependent on this one? How would you waste your resources on Jesus? You see that your brother is dead. They became a laughing stock. But my Bible said that when the appointed time came, Lazarus who was dead became a man of a living being. I prophesy upon your life that whatever they are laughing at you, don't bother about them yet because when your appointed time comes those who are laughing will begin to bow in shame those who have neglected you who abandoned you who ostracized you those who said there was nothing good coming your way they will begin to say that there is a God in your life in the mighty name of Jesus there is something that will provoke your life Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Something will move your life to another level. I said something will move your life to another level. In the name of Jesus. The Bible said it said it will come to pass. If we tarry to shorten the if we try to shorten the time. By engaging in what I call shortcuts, we will only create problems for ourselves. When the word of God is released upon your life, and you begin to try to shorten that time, when that time is placed upon your life, it means that nothing should shorten it. When you try to use shortcut to shorten it, you are creating problems. For yourself, tap your neighbor and say, Neighbor, wait patiently. Hallelujah. The Bible, the, if you want to see the effect of distractions, increase the volume slightly. If you want to see the power of distraction, then you have to visit Abraham and visit Sarah and look at the life of Ishmael. And look at the life of Isaac. At a celebration after Isaac was weaned, Sarah find the teenager Ishmael mocking at her son. She was so upset by it that she demanded that Abraham send Agar and her son away. She declared that Ishmael would not share 
in Isaac's inheritance. What does it mean? It means that when you try to shorten and be, be, begin to do things you should not begin to do. In the time therein God has called for you, it creates problems that will affect even your joy when your joy comes. Ishmael was an out, Ishmael was born out of a step taken outside the timing of God. You know the story already. But my Bible said that when Isaac was born, it doesn't mean that Ishmael will die. Be with me, somebody. If you do mistake and you get yourself outside the will of God and any distraction comes your way, when your Isaac is born, your Ishmael will become a distraction in making the fullness of the joy of your Isaac to be actualized. Oh, you have to understand what I'm talking about. You have to wait patiently. Tell your neighbor, please wait patiently. When you begin to decide and make a decision that you are trusting God. When you decide to follow God, you must know that you have been born into the waiting family. If you used to do things haphazardly, if you used to do things when they are not going your way and they are not going the way you want them to go, you will begin to make mistakes that will fight the joy of your life. Praise the Lord. God can entrust great things into your life, but if you decide to commit mistakes that will run, it doesn't mean that the glory of God, sometimes it can terminate the glory of God, but sometimes it will come to pass when your mistake and what God said comes together at the same time. Upon all the challenges, difficulties, stress, etc. that comes with pregnancy, you have to allow the period of the process to be continued. Otherwise, you create problems for yourself and your baby. When a, man, a woman is pregnant and you are saying that because of the tiredness you are going through, because of the weakness you are going through, you are not going to wait until it is, 30, it is 39 weeks before you deliver your baby. And when it is 20 weeks, you say, I can't bear it any longer. And you want your baby to be born. You create problems for yourself and you create problems for the baby. And what you need to do is rather pray for strength and wait patiently for your time. I'll be talking more about this next week. When we interfere with the timing of God, we create problems for ourselves and the word of God spoken over our lives. Praise God. Isaiah is talking in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28. He said, do you not know? Come on, precious one. I am asking somebody, do you not know? Have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the heavens, of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired and weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. Increase the power of the weak. Even the youth grow tired and weary. And the young men stumble and fall. But those, I said, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. I say, somebody, you are about to renew your strength. I say, somebody, you are about to renew your strength. 
There is somebody hearing the sound of my voice. Uh, he said there are those whose strength to be renewed. What does it mean? It means that they, are, they, they were experiencing weakness. Uh, if you see me, listen to me. If you see me going through something that is that you can laugh, don't laugh because uh, I am going through some weakness. There are some people here, and I know, I know, so there are some people here. They may be laughing at you. They may be laughing at me. But I want you to understand that I am not useless. I am waiting upon God. My waiting is connected to a hope. And the Bible said in Hebrews chapter 11, our faith is a substance of the things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. You are living in a world where people will only follow you when they have proof, they have evidence. But thank God that we are not a type of people who are so dependent and glued to the things that can be seen with the eyes. My Bible said it said that they hope there are some people whose strength will be renewed. It is not everybody whose strength will be renewed. It is for those who hope in the Lord. I am about to tell you that most of the things I am hoping for you can't really understand them. And there are things I'm going through. Weakness is a sign that something is not going the way I thought it would go. But it is not a sign that it will not, it will not come to pass. I am here to tell you that you may see me sinking. You may see everything around me falling apart. You may see everything around me being shambak. But I promise you I am not walking alone. I don't know who I am here for but I know maybe you are tattered. Maybe everything about you look awkward. Maybe everything about you look so ugly but I'm about to tell you that there is hope for you say the Lord uh, my Bible said, uh, it said, have you not known? Do you not? I want you. He's trying to present a story. Uh, he's trying to tell you that uh, the reason why people promise you uh, and they don't honor it is because they become weak. Uh, sometimes they become weary. Uh, maybe their strength becomes so weak. Uh, but I'm, he's saying over here uh, that the God I am talking about, uh, he never grows weary. He never grows weak. Uh, he never faints. Uh, which means that whatever he said he has got the potency to do it as it was said in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 he said he's the same yesterday he's the same today and he's the same forever I am about to tell somebody I may be a laughing stock now but I promise you I've been programmed within time you can't be laughing at me today maybe you are seeing me during my nice season but I promise you, he said, weeping may endure for a night, but my morning carries my breakthrough. You may be seeing me in my night season. Everything around me is a laughing stock, but I promise you, I am not walking aimlessly. I am walking with an appointed time, and when my time comes, he said, the God who promised me, he said, nobody can substitute my time. Nobody will take away my time. He said if I'm able to wait patiently tap your neighbor and say wait patiently. Uh, 
Um, let me take a minute. Come on, precious one. I want you to know. I want you to understand. He he went on further to to describe the kind of appetite, the kind of doing that he's going to do. He said they will they will soar up with the wings of eagles. He tried to describe it with an eagle, which have to wait patiently for the rise storm. Uh, what does it mean? Sometimes there are people who go ahead of you, but he's trying to tell you. You, if you work patiently unto me, I have got the grace, say the Lord, to cause you to overcome, to cause you to overspeed. He said that when you look at the eagle, according to what I know now, it is the bird that can fly the highest on the sky. What does it mean? It means that maybe some people may go ahead of you, but when you have the strength of the eagle, you have the grace of the overtaking. I prophesy upon your life it doesn't matter who has gone ahead of you but I came to tell you that when your appointed time comes I see the Lord making way for you right now it doesn't matter what people are saying it doesn't matter how far they've said it they spoke so evil against the cornerstone they rejected the cornerstone but the Bible said the stone that the builders rejected Ah, when the time for the stone came it never became part of this of the building, but the Bible says it became the cornerstone. I prophesy upon your life, though your beginning may not be great, there is a beginning for you, and there is an end that your latter shall be greater than your beginning in the name of Jesus. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but sometimes it becomes so feeble, it becomes so weak, it becomes so helpless. I know some of you seated here, you have waited and waited and waited, but it look as if you feel like jumping up and saying some things like Sarah. Ah, don't commit yourself to any Ishmael, because Ishmael will cause trouble for your Isaac. Ah, don't walk. Out of the will of God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Come on, say time. Come on, say time. <laughs> oh my God. The Bible said in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 31, the King James Version. He's saying, I should tell you, but they that wait upon the Lord. They shall renew their strength. I know coronavirus is doing so much. But, but don't joke with somebody who carries a word from God. Tell your neighbor, don't joke with somebody who carries the voice of God. The Bible said that a man was put into a pit because his time was not come yet. Ah, there are some people who have got the say in your life. Not because they have the right to speak, but because your time has not come yet. The Bible said that Joseph was put in the pit. His brothers has not got the qualification to put him in the pit. But because his time has not come yet. But the Bible said that he was put in the pit. The Bible said he was so somebody who was so great, bigger than two, he his pride, he was priceless. But because his time was not come, he was he was sold. 
The Bible says he was put into the house of Potiphar. He was kept in prison. But my Bible said, do you know what it takes for you, for the government, for the, maybe, uh, it could be the prime minister, for you to try to sleep with the prime minister's wife and they put you in prison. Do you know, do you know what it takes? But the Bible said that in spite of everything that he has gone through, when his appointed time came, nothing could stop him. I don't know what kind of prison is holding you on. But your time is coming in the name of Jesus. I don't know what is holding you back. I don't know how far you have been delayed. But I want you to understand. The word of God has been programmed to time. Please. I want you to take this home. That your breakthrough has been programmed to time. Please know this. I want to beg you. It is not because the word of God will not come to pass. It's not because God will not do what he said he would do. But because he has programmed your greatness to time. Please understand what I'm saying. Because what he has said. It will come to pass. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It has been programmed to time in Genesis chapter 18 verse 14 the Bible said is anything too hard for the Lord at the time appointed I will return unto thee according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son the doctors told Sarah that she can't give birth Sarah if you check carefully you may think that Abraham was not a responsible man. He was so wealthy. He knew every doctor. He could connect with every doctor. He has so much money that money was not a problem. Which means that Sarah has gone into the hands of many physicians. But in spite of everything they concluded. For a woman to call the husband and say. Take one of my servants. Which means she's exploited everything. But my Bible said it was vivid and conclusive said it was concluded that this woman was a barren woman even they started calling her the barren woman it was not because she was barren it was not because she was not able to give birth it's because she was programmed to time there is somebody sitting here under the sound of my voice there are some things that are lacking in your life maybe you want to own your own house maybe you want to buy your own car maybe you want your children to get to certain place at the moment you haven't got it. It is not an indication that you have been disqualified from being part of those who must acquire such wealth. But I came to tell you that there is an appointed time. And when your appointed come comes, the Bible says he makes things beautiful in his own time. Tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, I've got a time. Uh, in Acts chapter 9 verse 5 then the Lord appointed a set time saying tomorrow the Lord would do this thing in the land I don't know who I came that is why I want to hear the voice of God and the vividness and the absoluteness of what he says and I give you a time and he spoke to me and he said that tomorrow by this time you know, it doesn't matter the economy was in Shambak and the word of God came to the prophet Elisha and he said to the king I want to plead with you maybe yesterday there was lack but that's where the Lord he has put time to change the situation in your life I prophesy today that God is about to open your time and you will know your time and you will not be miserable and you will begin to know that there is a time for you in the name of Jesus (laughs) 
in Acts chapter 7. In case you have volume there. Acts chapter 7 verse 17. The Bible said that, but when the time of the promise drew near, which God has sworn to Abraham, the people grew and they multiplied in Egypt. Look at me. Before, when the prophetic word was not yet come, they could not produce more. They could not, build, they could not give birth to many children. They could not do the things that would trigger, trigger the prophetic word to come to pass. But my Bible said that when the time was getting closer, there were things that were supposed to be there for the prophetic word to manifest. My Bible said that people who could not produce, they could not grow, they could not give birth, they all started producing. They began to grow. They grew so well. They began to grow. And the Bible said when Pharaoh saw that they were growing and increasing, that prepared him. That came a king who knew not Joseph. He saw the multiplicity of the Israelite. He didn't know that it was for a purpose. I came to tell somebody something. There were some things that shouldn't have been allowed in your life. But because God made it happen, I came to tell you that your time is coming. He told that's this year that it is our time of harvest. I don't know whether you want to believe it or not but the doability of God is not possible unless you believe. Come on tap your neighbor and say believe. Oh my God. I don't know why. Uh, your situation is never going to remain the same. It has just got a prescription. It has got a particular time. If if I go in front of the time, it will cause a problem. If I go behind the time, it will cause a problem. I have to stand in the time of God. In Job chapter 14 verse 14, it said, if a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my heart's service, I will wait till my change comes. There is a time. There is a time for you. I said there is a time for you. Don't, don't look so miserable. Don't behave as if you haven't got time. If I haven't got time, everybody can talk to me, anyone. Oh, I want to tell you that I've got time. I've got time. I've got time. When God was creating man, he has not created, he didn't create man in the first day because man must have something to eat. That was why when he finished creating everything, he created man on the sixth day. The reason why some things have not happened in my life yet, I know he's working all things together for my good because I've chosen to hope in the Lord. Precious one, your problem is that you are not hoping. There is a hope that is tied to time. If you haven't got any hoping in this house, then you are going to be the most miserable person. God cannot do so much for you. But he said that they that wait upon the Lord, those that hope upon the Lord, they shall see change. When change is not in place, he will make change come for your life. I see the Lord open doors for somebody right now in the mighty name of Jesus in Galatians chapter 4 verse 3 to 5 he said even so we when we were children were in bondage under the elements of the world but when the fullness of time had come God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption We might receive all the adoption as sons. Precious one, 
I'm getting ready to finish. Don't live your life as if you don't have time. You don't have, there, there's something you are hoping for. And I'll talk about the part two next week. And you'll begin to understand that your time is your time. Even Jesus could not be born recklessly. Anyhow, a, his God is programmed. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says there is a time for everything. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11, he said he has made everything beautiful in this time. Also he has put eternity in their hearts. Except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. I want to plead with somebody under the sound of my voice. Don't exist as if you don't have the promise of God over your life. If God has spoken a word concerning your life, I want you to understand that every word of God is tied to time. Your understanding of the time is that which makes your life easier or difficult the bible said in the book of acts in the book of john chapter 5 at the pool of bethesda there was a season that was an appointed time a designated time that everyone who falls in first shall be made whole but the bible said some didn't fall into the water at the right time i pray for you today standing your feet Thank you, Father. I want you to pray that open my eyes to know my time. Open my eyes to see my appointed time. Begin to pray. Open my eyes to know that there is, you have not left me yet. Oh, come on, can I hear the voice of somebody pray? Somebody. Uh, it may look as if everything is well with you. I want to plead with you. God is about to do something in our time. In the time in which we find ourselves, God is about to open some things. There are things that must be shifted. There are things that must be moved. In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, my God, my Father, there is a time. Can I hear somebody pray? Begin to pray. Say, Father, I am becoming weary of this. When will my time come? There is a time that you will be dead free. There is a time that you own your own house. There is a time your children's heart will be turned back onto the Father. There is a time. You want to pray that, Father, make the time come. Let my time come. Let my appointed time come. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. man can help you but God thank you Father I pray over your life that may God open your eyes I promise you he will open you up to the time the dimension of the time in your life that you will know that he has not left you yet I give a glory in the name of Jesus.
Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, strengthen me to be able to endure to the time you have appointed for me. May I not be distracted in the name of Jesus. May I focus on that time that you have appointed for me in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray over your life that may you see the joy of God in your life. May you lack nothing good as you enter into this week. May you have encounter with the timing of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Shall we share the grace?